If anyone's ever taken a class on sharing your faith, if you've ever been involved in sharing evangelism, there is one critical question that somebody's probably taught you to ask. And it's a good question. And it's a question worth asking. And it addresses something that you need to be assured of. This is the question. If you died tomorrow, do you know where you would spend eternity? It may be that somebody's here this morning and you became a Christian because somebody asked you that question. It may be that you stood with someone else and shared your faith with them and you began with that question and saw them come to Jesus. It's such a powerful question. If you died tomorrow, do you know where you would spend eternity? What does that tell you about us as human beings? It tells us that instinctively we all know we were made to live forever just a little while ago Jeff was referring to Nathan and Lindsay's new baby Samuel and every time I see a new baby and get to visit in the hospital one of the things I think about is the fact that an eternal soul has just been born that that baby who is in the nursery in the hospital that baby who is in his or her mother's arms that baby is never going to end that's incredible isn't it and yet somehow we all know this is true every one of us know that somehow we're going to live forever that life is not just about the 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 three score and ten years that we live on this earth that life is about forever The Bible says God has placed eternity in our hearts. That means we recognize we are eternal beings. And so we need to ask the question, if you were to die tomorrow, do you know where you would spend eternity? But there's a second question that's just as important. And that second question is this, why are you sure? Why are you sure that you know where you will live forever. You see, not everybody's going to be together in eternity. The Bible says that some are going to be with the Lord forever in heaven, and some are going to spend eternity in a place of unending torment called hell. And if that is true, then it really matters that you have assurance that your life is right with God and that you know where you will spend eternity. Is it possible to know beyond the shadow of a doubt what will happen to you when you die? Is it possible for you to know in the depths of your heart everything is right with God and when you leave this earth you are prepared for what happens next? Or is all you can do the best you can and hope for the best when life is done? The Bible says it's possible. It is possible to have absolute assurance that your place in eternity is secure. There are times when people have questions or doubts about their salvation. There are times when people will stop and they'll ask, am I sure? Am I sure that I'm sure? Am I sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm ready to face the Lord 
in eternity. Some are not sure their salvation experience was real. Some are afraid they may have done something that caused them to forfeit their salvation. And people without assurance live with concern about their past and fear about their future. There are those who lack assurance because they should if they base their confidence on anything other than Christ Jesus. But there are also times when believers find their faith challenged. It may be that as you're sitting here in this sanctuary today, you have to admit, you know, there have been times, even though I'm a Christian, when I've wondered, when I trusted Christ, was it real? Will it last? Can I lose it? How can I be sure? Here's the thing. God wants his children to live with confidence. You need to know. You need to know that you know that you belong to Christ Jesus. So this morning, I want to talk about how we can find out that we live with assurance. This morning's message is primarily for two groups of people. Believers who need to live with confidence in Christ and to know with absolute certainty that your relationship with Jesus is rock solid and sure. But the other group of people is just as important. Lost people who've been attempting to find assurance in anything other than faith in Christ Jesus. People who think it all depends on me, it's how I live, it's how good I am, it's whether I do the right things that are going to determine what happens to me in eternity. Or even more frightening, people who say to themselves, you know what, when everything is over, God's just going to let bygones be bygones, and all of us are going to heaven, and there's nothing I need to worry about, and there's nothing I need to do with my eternal soul. This morning I want to talk about living with assurance because God wants you to live with full assurance of your salvation. He doesn't want you to live with fear or uncertainty. He wants you to know that your heart is right with Christ. And that's why he placed a big message into a small verse in 2 Timothy 1.12 where he wrote, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. If you've ever experienced doubt about the reality of your salvation, if you can't answer with confidence the question of what would happen to you if you were to die tomorrow, then I want you to walk away from today's service in one of two conditions. As a believer, I want you to walk away with absolute assurance that your faith is real and lasting. Or I want you to have the assurance that today you took the actions you needed to take to know you're in a living relationship with a loving God whose name is Jesus. So let's look together at what I have to do if I'm going to live with assurance. The first thing I think we need to do is this. I think we need to deal with the most important issue of all. You see, it is important to realize there can be reasons why someone should question their assurance. There are times when struggling about your faith is exactly what you need to do. Why is that? Because sometimes uncertainty is the sign of the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. 
if you've never come to know Jesus in a personal way. It may be that you need to be asking questions this morning because honestly you sit here today and you say, you know what, I've been as good as I knew how to be. I've gone to church all of my life. I've shown up in services and I've been places where people told me to go. But I'm just not sure I've ever taken the step of trusting Christ as my personal Savior. And it may be that today you need to be asking questions. That's true even if you've been part of a church all of your life. Even if you know what the Bible says. You need to know that that time has come. So when should you ask serious questions about whether you have a genuine relationship with Christ? First thing I'd tell you is this. Examine your motives. What caused you to make a public profession of faith? What is it that made you decide, I'm going to be part of a church. I'm going to walk an aisle. I'm going to join the church. I'm going to make sure that my membership is secure. Well, you need to ask that question. Because it may be that you were responding to Christ knocking on your door. But there may have been some other motive. For instance, some people may say, you know what? When I joined the church, it was because all of my friends were joining the church that Sunday, and I felt like I wanted to be part of them. And if I were going to do this, and if I were going to be baptized, then I wanted to do it the same time they did. Or it may be that someone else told you the time has come when you need to receive Jesus, and so you just walked the aisle or joined the church or made a profession of your faith in Jesus, but the truth is you're really just trying to please somebody else because their opinion meant a lot to you. Here's the thing. If your motive was anything other than a spiritual response to the personal call of a personal Savior, then you need to ask the question, have I genuinely come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? What was your motive? The only motive that matters is there came that day when I recognized Christ was calling me by name. I felt him moving and stirring within my heart and I recognized I was never going to rest until I trusted Jesus. And so I did. And that's your motive. Or you may need to consider your membership. Now what do I mean by that? I mean you need to ask the question did that time come when I received Christ or was I joining a church? Sometimes people confuse church membership with salvation. You know, you thought you should join the church because you reached a certain age. You joined because you really liked that church and you wanted to be part of what they were doing. You made a decision because... Other people were being baptized and you thought, I should do that too. But that day never came when you trusted Jesus. Always remember this, salvation should lead to church membership, but membership will never lead to salvation. One of the things we recognize is the day is never going to come when you stand before the Lord to account for your life and you say, but Lord, you have to let me into heaven. After all, I've been a member of the church. And God will say to you, but you were never a part of the kingdom. You never trusted my son. Then the third thing I would say is this. 
And you need to explore your memories. When you're asking the question, should I be checking my assurance? You need to ask if you can remember the time when you surrendered your life to Jesus. If I called you by name this morning and said, stand up and tell me when you became a Christian. Number one, you would say, I'm going to kill Jim Cooley. But number two, I would expect that you would be able to stand up and you could say, this is when I accepted Christ. Now understand, you might not remember a particular date. You might not even remember the, a particular year. But what you should be able to do is say, yes, I remember. I remember where I was. I remember who I was talking to. I remember what it felt like to know that I needed to trust Christ Jesus. And I can remember praying that prayer. Lord Jesus, you died for me. Forgive me of my sins. Grant me eternal life so that I can live forever with you. Not only that, and you should be able to remember how the Lord changed you after you were saved. To be able to say, you know, this is what I was like before. And this is what happened when the Lord transformed my heart. I became a whole new person. Someone has said that an unchanged life is a sign of an unchanged heart. And we need to remember what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. If you don't have assurance about your salvation, you may need to ask yourself this question. Have I been making godly choices since I met the Lord? Am I a different person than I used to be? Motive, membership, memory. If any of those elements are missing in your life, there is a chance you may not, uh, you're not doubting your salvation. It may be that you need salvation. That you need to trust him. As you listen to that, there was something in you that said, you know what? That's missing in my life. I've never come to know Jesus. And today, before this message is done, I'm going to tell you how you can settle that issue. But for those of us who are believers... There still continue to be folks who struggle with issues of assurance. Was it real? Did I really understand what I was doing? Did I really trust Christ? Have I done something along the way that's caused me to lose my salvation? The Lord's plan is that you live with assurance of your salvation, knowing sometimes questions may come, knowing sometimes doubts may arise, knowing that Satan is the accuser and the father of lies, and he wants you to live with uncertainty. You need to know that you know. How can you know that you know that you know that your life is safe in Christ? What will it take to be sure that you know you are safe in your salvation? And all of the spiritual resources you need are found in 2 Timothy 1.12. And your testimony can be the same as the Apostle Paul. So that in those times 
when Satan may try to bring doubt into your life, when you may struggle with uh, assurance and want to know that you know these are the things that you need to understand. Okay? The first thing is this. I know who. I know who. And so I have assurance. Paul understood that salvation from beginning to end is all about Jesus. It's not about what you do or where you do it. It's all about who you trust and who you have invited to be your Savior. It was Jesus that Paul encountered on the Damascus Road. It was Jesus he cried out to his Lord. It was Jesus who transformed his life. It was all about Jesus. And Paul's testimony was that salvation and the hope of heaven are absolutely dependent upon one person, Jesus Christ. It was true of him, and it is true of you as well. Is your assurance based on the fact that you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? In John 14, 6, Jesus declared, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Jesus himself is the one who said, I am the, the requirement for salvation. If you're asking the question, do I have assurance for this life and life yet to come, eternity in the balance, I know who I trust to get me safely home. His name is Jesus. Not because I say that, but because he said that about himself and because that's the testimony that others have given him. In Acts 4.12, the Bible says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. No other name by which we must be saved. What does that tell us? That tells us that assurance of salvation begins when you can say, I know who. I know who I believed. It is Jesus. And Jesus alone, I recognize Jesus is the only one who can give me assurance of salvation because Jesus is the only one who can save me. And I can't believe in something else and I can't do something else and I can't accomplish something else and have assurance of salvation. It's not about what, it's all about who. And if you believe it's possible to go to heaven and avoid condemnation apart from Jesus, then it all comes down to this. Either he is right or you are. Because he has said, I am the only way. Assurance is about knowing who you have trusted. But that's not all that Paul testified to. He also said this, and I know what. I have believed. Salvation is an act of faith. Remember what Jesus told Nicodemus? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is what you need to know about saving faith. Believe in does not mean believe about. It means believe into. 
And it's so important when we deal with the issue of assurance to recognize how true that is. You know why? Because there are a lot of lost people who believe about Jesus. We're coming up on that time of year when everybody will say, oh yeah, I believe about Jesus. I believe about that baby that was born in a manger in Bethlehem. I believe about the angel that came and I believe about the shepherds and I believe about that because I've been told that all my life and I believe about that. Even more dangerously, there may be people who will say, and I believe about salvation. That it's all about a personal relationship, a personal faith in Jesus. And I believe that's true. But I've never done it. What John 3.16 calls on us to do is believe into Jesus. To put our faith in him. Belief is the act of surrendering your whole life to Christ. It's not just believing about him. It is believing into him. Lord, I ask you to save me, and I want you to know I surrender. You are Lord, and I am not. And I want to trust you and follow you in every step of my life. It means you don't dip your toe into the kiddie pool of faith. Instead, you jump all the way into the deep end and believe he'll be there to save you. means putting all the weight of your life in eternity upon Christ alone. It's an act of unqualified faith. The what of assurance is belief. I believe not only that he can, but that he will save. And that's why the third thing that Paul says is this, and I know why. And the answer is short and sweet. He is able. He is able to save. That's why Christ alone is the only way. Only he is able to save. Only he is able to be the perfect sacrifice. Only he is able to forgive your sins. Only he is able to break the chains of death and hell. Only he is able to give you eternal life. Sometimes you'll face an accusation in this world. They'll say something like this. You Christians, you just think you're so much better than everybody else. You Christians, you just think that what you believe is more important than what anybody else believes. The answer is that assurance doesn't have anything to do with we Christians. It has everything to do with his power. And his promises. How am I sure that I'm going to go to heaven? Well, it's not because I'm able. It's not because I'm capable. It's not because I'm going to earn it. It is because he is able to save. There's so many things that we believe about Christ. But one of the most important is that he is able to to save and then Paul says this and I know how long 
One of the greatest enemies of assurance is the fear that you can lose your salvation. It is the fear that somehow I'm going to trip and fall down. Somehow I'm going to commit some sort of sin. Somehow I'm going to experience some sort of doubt. And when that happens, that I'm going to lose my salvation. It's all going to be taken away from me. Here's the Bible's promise. We are saved against that day. What day? That day when we stand before the Lord and his throne. That day when he searches for your name in the book of life. And if you've trusted Christ as Savior, you can be sure of this. Your name is there. The Bible says there has never been a name that was scratched out of that book. When you're his, you're his. And you were saved once for all eternity you never have to fear if you're going to lose that salvation Jesus himself has given us assurance of eternal salvation in uh, John 10 28 he said of his disciples I give them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand if you haven't heard anything else I've heard today you hear this. The Lord's promise is that nothing and nobody can take you out of his hand. And it is also that he will never let you go. You can live with absolute assurance when you've trusted Christ as Savior. The Lord's promise is that you can know against that day, that day when eternity hangs in the balance and you place your trust in your testimony in Jesus. Your eternal salvation is not dependent upon your strength to earn it. It is completely dependent upon his power to save and his power to save for all eternity. And so Paul declared, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. So I guess my question this morning is this. Is that your testimony today? Could you stand beside Paul and boldly declare the same thing? And the answer is yes. If you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, then you can stand and with Paul you can say, I know, I know that I know, I know that I know that I know that I belong to Jesus and I belong to Jesus for all eternity. And you never have to doubt whether Christ is going to keep what he promised to you, he will hold on to. And that's your life. Your everlasting life. So we're grateful. We're grateful that the Lord is telling us, as believers, we can live with assurance. 
We can live with absolute conviction. Nothing is ever going to take me out of his hand. And he's never going to let me go. I belong to Jesus. And I belong to Jesus for all of eternity. And I remember the day when I settled that issue once and for all. And I invited him to be my savior. I asked him to forgive my sins and to come into my life. And to grant me everlasting life. And since that day, I have had assurance that no matter what may happen, my life is safe because it's hidden in Christ Jesus. But what if you're here today and you don't have that kind of assurance? Because you've never invited Jesus to be your Savior. You've thought about it. You've put it off. You've asked more questions than you need to ask. Because only one thing really matters. Is my life right with Jesus Christ? If not, then today there is nothing more important you can do than to settle that issue before you leave this place. To know that eternity is settled because you have trusted his promise. Because you have believed in him as your savior. And if you're here today and you've never done that in your life. Then I want to encourage you today. You make that decision. If you're feeling the spirit of God speaking to you in the depth of your heart. And you know it's time for me to settle this issue once and for eternity. Then in a moment when we stand and we sing our invitation hymn, you just need to come. And I'll help you and you can pray a prayer very much like this. Lord Jesus, I know that you are the only begotten Son of God. I know that you came to live among us and that you gave your life on a cross. And Lord Jesus, I know that you rose from the dead. And I know that you've said, and anyone who believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life. So today, today, I trust you as my Savior. Today, I follow you as my Lord. Today, I take my stand for you. Is that a decision that you need to make? If so, then when we stand and sing, you come. And I'll look forward to helping you invite Jesus into your heart. Or maybe you're here today and you're recognizing God's calling you to be part of what he's doing in this church called First Baptist Church. And you want to be part of the ministry of this place. And you just want to come and join and say, count on me. I want to follow Jesus along with the people who come here every week to worship him. Maybe there's another decision you need to make. We're going to stand. We're going to sing, sing as God speaks to your heart. You come. Let's stand together. Let's sing.
been a good day in God's house. A good promise from God's word. Look forward to seeing you tonight. Tonight is the last of our uh, Andy Under the Stars time. And while Larry invited us to come, he didn't tell us that he's the one that's leading tonight's session. And it's going to be exciting. And I'm looking forward to it. So you need to know Larry Bird is leading our session tonight. And the other thing you need to know is, and it's going to be ice cream night. What else do you need to know? We've got all kinds of popsicles and drumsticks and doodads. I'm sorry, it's not Merritt's ice cream, I guess. Did I scare you a minute ago, Merritt? <laughs> We're going to roll out the ice cream freezer. We're going to finish with a bang. It's going to be an exciting time. We've had a great time this year, and, and it's also going to be warm tonight. So I look forward to seeing you. You bring your chair, you bring yourself, and we're going to have a great time with Andy under the stars. Let's bow together now for our final prayer and then one last song as we dismiss our service. Father, we do thank you for the assurance that, ours, that is ours in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we are secure in Christ. And when we belong to you, we know that we know that we know that eternity is sure. And we trust you, Lord Jesus, and thank you for what you've done for us in giving your life so that we might be saved. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen.